everyone, I'm Ron. And I'm Nick. And welcome to another episode of Legacy of the King. Yes, episode two. All right, the conversation continues. What is a man? All right. So last episode, bro, we we had a, a serious conversation. Yes, we did. Right, we talked, we spoke about a lot of things. All right. Um, I think we ended on honesty honesty Honesty. right so we're gonna continue the the list of things and well we'll we'll have bounce of some ideas back and forth you know we do it as off the top nothing nothing here is scripted all right also guys don't forget right make sure like and share all right and and subscribe and subscribe and yeah so help us help us to get up to a thousand uh subscribers so that we could better serve you give you more quality better quality all right so yeah right against it yeah let's go okay so um another thing we that i have on the list another thing that i have on the list is um courage and some people think courage is being fearless and that's actually not the case mm. courage is not the absence of fear courage actually is doing something despite being afraid you know, a lot of us, well, a lot of us were told growing up as children that, you know, be brave, be courageous, don't fear anything. Fear is an illusion. But if we be completely honest, I think you would agree. That's all well and good in theory, but practically, I don't I don't think that someone could actually say that they have no fear. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think I think people have some fear in some way, shape or form. Right. Right. But what courage is and I like to, and I like to hear your take on this. What courage is is being afraid of a situation, right? Being afraid of the outcome of the situation, the potential outcome of the situation, but still acting despite that fear being there. What do you, what do you think about that? I agree. I agree. Um, because... From what I look at courage as being is very similar in terms of, so for example, if you're afraid of, let's say, public speaking, right? For want of a better, for ease of of things. Of example. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um if you're afraid of public speaking because of for whatever reason you're afraid of 
being around crowds, maybe you're afraid to, to, because you're not confident enough in yourself, maybe, you know, whatever it is. Despite that fear, like if you have something of value to say or something to contribute, right? Despite that fear, the courage will be there for the message that you need to relate, mm. right? The courage to, which would overcome the fear, right? Um, of course, you'll still be afraid, but the courage is... is stronger right and to be able to to execute what you need to do despite that fear being there is yeah that's that's what i think it is you mm. know and um it is overcoming well maybe not overcoming completely but with practice and over time as you know with consistency things will get a lot easier and then the, the fear will still be there yes but it will be terminal mm -hmm. right and uh, to add to that point also fear is important right because fear helps us to grow it helps us to to basically take check of ourselves you know um so fear is not always bad mm -hmm. right it is there for a reason it is it is for a specific purpose but the courage is also there as a skill that we need to develop hmm. and i actually i'm actually glad that you mentioned public speaking because a lot of people would love to be leaders in their own right whether it be the leader of a sport team a sporting team uh the leader in a in a team in work all right it might be in a department some some department whether it be marketing department hr whatever and you are the manager mm -hmm. or or you or you've been given to lead a specific team within the department right um to to be able to lead that team, you have to be able to inspire the team, right? And to be able to inspire that team, that means you have to know how to use words effectively. You know, you have to be able to relate to people, relate to others. But to even before we even get there, you have to have the courage to speak in front of others. Because if you're afraid and you let the fear cripple you, people will, they, would, they don't even know how they're doing it, but they will read the fear mm -hmm. and they won't believe anything you say. Correct. Right? I know some of us might have been fearful and done it, um, did the actual public speaking with that fear there. Right, that takes some semblance of courage too. Yes. However, yes. 
to be able to see the fear, observe the fear, and throw it to the side and speak as if you have no fear, that is the, the big challenge, right? And I think as men, in order to overcome that, I think we need to, again, something I would have mentioned in the first episode, look at ourselves honestly and truthfully in the mirror without being defensive. Well, you would have mentioned that I would have told you that months ago. Right. Right? And it, it's coming back up. Yeah. You know, in order for us to be courageous as men. Right? Because, okay, we're using the example of the public speaker, but what if it comes to defending your family? Right? Yeah. The situation might be frightening. Right? And the consequence could be loss of life. But that is part of the job of being a man. Correct. To risk your life for your family. Right? And we're going to get into that whole family thing because we know in modern society right now, there is uh, a lot of tension between the sexes right. that where family is actually on the backbone. So we're not going to get into that right now. That's another episode for another time. Right. However, as it relates to the example right now, as a man, it is our responsibility to protect our family to the point where we could even risk losing our life. But knowing that what we would have done would have saved our family's lives. Right? It's a tough pill to swallow, but it's our nature to protect. Right? Right? Agreed. It's our nature to protect. And to develop the courage to do that is not only important but necessary right i think and tell me what i think about this i think right now we've become so selfish as as the male of the species that we only seek things that that boost our ego when the reality is our sole purpose is to continue to create legacy long after we're gone to ensure that our genes carry on into the next generation and the next. But right now, that is not the purpose. Right? What, what do you think about that? 
as it stands i agree with what you said because looking at how i mean we've seen you and i know many examples of such too many and it's really disheartening you know to to see to know the quantity of it you know is 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 rampant you know and like and i'm glad you you, you asked my opinion on this because last week's episode we mentioned a number of things that a man is not right one of them was the womanizing right but there are many others and i made some points on those i wrote down some points on those and those include things like the the tipping of the scales towards the other end of and resulting in an over exaggeration of macho-ness mm. right because it's an overcompensation on one side mm -hmm. also things like a lot of people think that what a man is is a male that has a lot of acquisitions whether it be money whether it be household possessions even a house whether it be property you know land um a number of cars on top of a lot of women you know and that is not what a man is these things are uh, again as you mentioned is it is about boosting ego it is about inflation of ego for want of a better phrase and they are fleeting you know they they yes it's good to have those things yes but again the first episode is what we spoke about the foundation we need to have that foundation mm -hmm. you know without the foundation these things make no sense mm -hmm. right so i'm not saying that is not good or fine to have these things it's just you need to have the foundation you need to have the responsibility you need to have certain things in place before you have these things yeah so essentially what you're saying is that if your manhood is defined by the possessions that you've acquired over time, then your manhood is built on on unstable ground. Correct. Very shaky. Right? Again, going back to episode one, the foundation, you have to have something deep and well-rooted in order to develop and grow along them you firstly and then a, a long-term legacy legacy yeah right 
but a lot of people, a lot of men are building their manhood, quote-unquote, on material things. How many cars or type of car that I have, how much money I have, all of these things are nice, yes. But what makes a man is not his possessions. Because if I, if you, if someone is to take those things away from you, mm-hmm. do you have the, the strength, the courage? Again, courage comes back in. To, not only. Reacquire them, but to build something twice as big because you would have learned from whatever circumstance that would have caused you to lose those possessions. That is what makes a man his character, and his character is, is made up of all of the things that we would have mentioned in part one of episode two. And what we mention in now, and what we will men- we'll continue to mention in the episode. And I think that is something that men need to become aware of. Your manhood is not based on the amount of jewelry you have, the amount of cars, or the quality of the car, how many ho- how many homes, or the size of the home. And it's not even built on how many women that you may have. Your manhood is defined by your character. How strong your character is. And your character is built on honor, honesty, courage, and more coming up. All right? So the next one that we need to talk about. I think we should talk about that one here or on Patreon. Um, because that one, that one, that one could go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Because we have, we have two things. So we have one thing before that we that we mentioned that has to go on Patreon, right? And that one could go on Patreon too. What do you think? Well, yeah. Let's let's leave it. All right. So, okay. guys, we have another episode on Patreon that we have to deal with. Patreon is coming soon, right? Um, we're just working on the on the legal ramifications of it, but Patreon is coming soon. Don't worry. Okay. All right. So let's skip that one. All right. So we'll go to the um, emotional intelligence one. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that one. That one. We could actually, you know, we could we could kind of stay on the surface for a little bit with this one. All right. So, emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence? Right. And oh, let me let me add a next. Let me add a part two. Right. Let, let me add a part two. Would you say that 
Firstly, what is emotional intelligence? And part two is, do you think men understand what it means to have emotional intelligence? I could answer part two first. Yeah, sure. <laughs> part two, the answer is easy. The answer is no. Men, a lot of men, don't most men don't know how to first of all what is emotional intelligence and to how to use it emotional intelligence is being able to control your emotions on a particular level when I say a particular level, you know the strong emotions like anger and, well, let me stick with anger for now, Because <laughs> it's the most common one. Um, a, lot of, a lot of men don't know how to control themselves before you continue right bro i want i want the guys to understand don't feel this is a a men bashing um podcast right i think it's important that i mention this and the reason why why i'm mentioning it now is because we as men need to face our shortcomings, right? We need to face our shortcomings. This isn't about how the women feel, okay? This is about us being introspective and seeking to be better. Because we need to become leaders again. We're not leading our families. We're abandoning them. We're not, we're not leading our peers in the right direction. We're actually looking for what is fun as opposed to what is right. So we have to be able to face the fact that we have shortcomings and we have to fix them. Okay? I just wanted to put that out there before, before Nick continues. And to add to that, Nick's, bro, I, and this is for all the guys out there as well, Emotional intelligence, for me in particular, I am still going through it. I'm still learning about it. And in particular, that same example that I raised. Um, so before I put, before I say any of these things, these are directed at me first, right? Um, because we are in no way perfect, right? We still learning we're still going through life 
you know, and life, what, what better teacher is there than the school of life, you know? So don't think that I'm, again, speaking down to anyone or telling anybody what to do or anything like that, but I am talking from experience, right? Um, so I just want to put that out there and clear the air. So back to emotional intelligence and in particular dealing with anger. Um, as we know, guys, anger is a very strong, very, very, very strong emotion, right? It's actually one of the most difficult emotions to deal with, to overcome. And it takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, well, a lot out of you. But in essence, when those things are taken out of you, you're left with better what i mean by that is that it takes a lot of again courage first of all to face the flaws to address the flaws to accept the flaws without self-defense right looking in the mirror and saying you know i am angry at every little thing you know that that the anger is directed towards whereas yourself even whether it's towards somebody else, whether it is towards family members, loved ones, etc. You know, and first of all, we need to look at these things objectively. We need to say, hey, I am struggling with this, right? I'm struggling with even forgiveness, which ties in with anger on so many levels and we need to take a step back and be like if i want to become better i need to do what is necessary take the steps necessary to do that mm -hmm. first of all by again reflecting on the things that trigger you that trigger me and putting things in place to deal with those things mm. working towards those things so it's not just saying you know well i have anger anger issues so yeah that is me and sum it up to that no we have to if we want to honestly become better we need to put in the work we need to and it's not just putting in the work one time because something like anger it is deep rooted so you need to literally find the root right and cut it out you know resolve it find find where it came from the the childhood traumas or things that were done to you you know um that are deep-seated subconsciously and basically say i need to i need to find the root of this and in finding the root of it i need to heal from it i need to move forward because this is keeping me back and something like anger is is one of those things that basically it come like yeah 
tie yourself up, right? You bang your hands, your feet, and you have literally like a big stone tie around your neck and you jump into a lake, mm-hmm. right? And <laughs> it's, it destroys, and again, talking from experience, it destroys different and many parts of your life, especially in moving forward, you know? Um, it destroys relationships that you try to build. And I'm not just talking about family, I'm talking about relationship, relationship, man, male, female relationships, right? And it's something that's, yeah, we, we it's something else, you know? So we really need to, to work on that. And I also want to mention that if that process is too overwhelming to do on your own, it's important that you seek the help that you need, right? There is, there are so many different organizations, right? Um, I'm, we are not sponsored by, by them, but there is an online uh, counseling platform called BetterHelp. There is the Trinidad and Tobago Psychological Association, where there's an entire database of different psychologists around Trinidad and Tobago. I'm sure in the across the Caribbean, there are other psychological associations that you can tap into to get access to counselors that can help you if you need it. But I think it's important that you be honest with yourself so that you can determine if you need the help or not. Because some of us may be able to do it on our own and others may not be. And I, I think agree. and I think if if someone tells you, if someone is if someone cares about you enough to tell you that you need that help, I think it's important that you take that advice and go get that help. Because that is the only way you could move forward in your life and achieve the things that you want to achieve and build the legacy that you that you seek to build. Because your, your traumas from that stem from whatever time in your life. They are, they are going to cripple you. There's no question about it. You may think that is not, but if if you go deep into why you do the things you do, certain nuances, certain behaviors, why you can't seem to stay in a stable relationship, why you only attract a certain type of woman, why you only attract a certain type of friends, why you only find yourself in certain situations, it's all based on things that you would have experienced in your past. And because of those things, you make particular decisions. There are patterns that are easy, that are clear for people that could see it. And it's important that if you, if you notice that you are reenacting patterns in your life every time, it's not the people in the patterns, it's you. 
and I'm not just telling you this, I'm talking about I'm talking about it from experience. We all in some way, shape, or form, we all are broken people. And it's important that we understand that and it's important that we fix ourselves. Okay. Anger is just one of many emotions that we need to get under control. It can be helpful in certain situations. It can. It can. But allowed it to run free, it could destroy our lives as well. We see it all the time. We see it in society, right, True. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the bad side of anger is so rampant. You know, that's why I mentioned this one and focus on this one. Because it's so, like, it's subtle and one of the most destructive. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. as I mentioned, it, it, it seeps into every aspect of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And if you're trying to move forward or trying to get better at anything, it could actually, well, majority of times it is a stumbling block. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of us are angry because we're hurt. Yes. Right? Uh, and we're hurt for different reasons. Many the main example right now that I can think of is the fact that a lot of us grew up without our father. Hmm. Very true. Right. A lot of us have grown up without our father. And for whatever reason. And we, depending on, depending on who raised us, we would have been told particular things about that person. Right? And the way in which we see the world would depend on our perception of that person. That perception. Perception. Perception <laughs> coming back up. <laughs> yeah. So... We need to think about it. How did we perceive that man that would have assisted and given us life? All right. The person that would have raised us more than likely our mother, depending on her relationship with our father, our perception would depend on that very significant, significantly. Mm -hmm. Some men are fortunate that their mother would have told them that their father was a good man and so on and so forth. It may not even be the case, but there's some woman that understands the importance of a good father-like image because they know that if the person that would have given that child life is seen in a good light by that child then ultimately they would only seek people that would 
they remind them of that person. However, if the mother would have talked negatively about that man, it may be true, it may not be true. Again, that talk, constant talk, mm -hmm. would shape how that child perceives the world. Right. It could be something like, you remind me, you remind me so much of your father. Your father was selfish. And that constant talk, constant talk, constant talk, constant talk. Mm. Eventually, you would try not to be that so much that you lose sense of your needs when you become an adult. You now would give up yourself to everybody. And there are some people that take advantage of that. And you would start to see leeches in your life. Because that's where you're tracking. Because they are because that's where you're tracking, because you can't control when to be selfish versus when to be selfless. Right? The Again, balance. the balance. Yeah. Because there are times that you need to be selfish. Yeah. Let's be honest. Of course. There are times that you need to be selfish, but you can't be 99% selfish and you can't be 99% selfless either. Yeah. Right? It, it should be 50-50. You should be selective in who you are selfless to versus who you are selfish, selfish yeah. to what. Right? These things were people don't realize how how important it is to go back to relive the experiences they've had. Yes, it yes it may hurt. It, it not um, may it will it hurt. Will. It will hurt. It will. It will. But it's important. It is important that we face these traumas, these experiences if we are to move forward as men if you need counseling, go get counseling I've done counseling so don't worry, I'm not just telling it to you, just for telling it to you I've done it as have I so go get counseling if you need counseling so we ain't just making this up. Okay. We ain't just saying, you know, not like we sitting on on cloud nine and telling everybody else, go and get help. No, we've been there. Yeah. Go get counseling, take therapy. Find someone that you can work with. Because let's be honest, not every counselor is going to work with work well with everyone. Right? I've had excellent counselors. And I've had not so good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so 
there's a database for, for those for those of us living in Trinidad, there's a database on the Trinidad and Tobago Psychological Society. Go check it out. There are a number of psychologists, counselors there for our international audience. There is BetterHelp, where you can search for a counselor, give a rating, switch counselors if you need to, if you don't like the one that you're with, right? Get help, because that is the beginning of the growth. Okay, you need to take control over your emotions, whether it be, whether it be anger, whether it be sorrow, whether it be indifference, right? Um, apart from emotions, negative traits such as narcissism. I'm glad you mentioned that, bro, because I was actually going to talk about that just All now. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we've seen, well, as you know, we have, there's, there's a saying that says, we are not responsible for what has happened to us in some cases, the traumas that we've been through, that we've been exposed to, that was done to us. But we are responsible for our healing. And based on what we just spoke about, we've seen too many men commit suicide. We've seen too many men lash out. Even for the simplest of things, whether it's a bad drive, you know, road rage, lash out at women, their significant others, their sisters, their mothers. And even more so, their own brothers, not literally brothers, but it could be their literal brothers, as well as other men in society, for whatever reason, because they can't deal with their own issues. They can't deal with their own emotional traumas. So it's it's too much. It's too much. We've like we need to now is the time that we need to talk about these things. I mean, I'm sure there are other people who have been talking about these things for some time, but again, we're just trying to raise the standard, raise the banner again. You know, to it's time to to do something about it. I want to talk about stoicism. Hmm. Not, not too much in depth, just briefly. Would you say this is this is no facts, right? This is we're just based on what we believe, what we what we think, based on the things that we would have seen. Do you think that the majority of men Not only in our country, but across the world. Do you think what or I should say what on average, what percentage of men would you say are stoic in nature? Uh to be stoic means to have things happen to you and still have poise. 
Whether it be good or bad. You're neither up nor down. You're just calm. I'm not saying that you that you're not experiencing joy or sorrow or anger or pain, but you are in control. What what you what what percentage of men you would say is stoic in nature? I don't want to give a very I don't want to give a, a exact figure, but I would say an extremely small percentage, extremely small. Mm. So I'll just give an arbitrary figure. Um, so let's say if we have a hundred percent of the world's population as male, obviously that's not the case, but I would say maybe about five percent being generous. Mm. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure we could. We could even. We could interpolate that back down to the actual male population, the global male population. Well, yeah. So out of the hundred. So yeah, it's say about it's say about five percent. I'd say it might even be less. Like a three, a two, maybe even one. Now, one percent might sound like a little bit, but one percent of. Three billion. Three billion. Yeah. That's still a lot of that's still a lot of people, but compared yeah. to the entire population, is is a bit true. Small. Yeah. However, that needs to go up. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Because again, we need leaders. We need leaders. We need more not just leaders bro we need good leaders good leaders because we have leaders now and we see where things are thanks for putting that in thanks for putting that in because <laughs> no that could not have been even true that could not have been any true we need good leaders There are a lot of people in leadership positions that are not leaders. Be it in our workplace, places of worship, or otherwise. Yeah. yeah. We need men to become leaders again, good leaders again bring some control, some stability, some direction. People are moving haphazardly in life. Perfect example right here. We've been in a pandemic for two years. Right? We're coming out of that pandemic. Was the first thing we, we've been seeing since we've been coming out of that pandemic in Trinidad? In Trinidad, and not only Trinidad, because I've been observing across across the globe as well. But let's just use Trinidad for now. All right. 
So for this example, I would say everybody, basically everything they didn't get to do over those that time period that they were locked up, quote unquote, for they just decide, hey, just let loose. Like caged animals. Yes. Every literally anything and everything I could think about. Yeah. <laughs> so now essentially you wanted to go back to normal. And that's exactly what we did. But our normal wasn't good. That's the problem. Our normal was not good. Our normal was not productive. Our normal was not innovative. We're still relying on leaders to give us direction when it's our responsibility to do what we need to do for our lives. It's happening in other countries too. Let's use the US for, for an example. When they are locked up, locked up. They were going crazy. Right? I noticed, however, some some decided to use that time to create things. But I saw a vast majority as soon as things opened back up. What was the first thing they did? Party. I'm not saying don't party. But I'm going to use an example that was said by someone the Americans should know. If I remember correctly, T.I. would have mentioned... I don't see the sense in partying for no reason. I party if I would have accomplished something. So I party to celebrate a milestone. I don't party for no reason. And I think, I hope, I, I hope I'm quoting T.I. right. I do not want any lawsuit. I really hope I'm quoting you right. If I'm not quoting you right, I humbly apologize, T.I. But it made sense. Why, why do you just party? Just party. What did you accomplish over the past five years? Or we're talking about the pandemic. The past two years that... makes you deserve to party makes you deserving of partying what have you done what have you accomplished well if i may seek to understand now i may not speak for everybody but i'm sure there are those that i can this answer would probably apply to them because i can and because I feel to. Hmm. Well, if that's the case, I think it's important to know that for every action you take, there's, there are consequences. 
So, if at any point in time you feel as though you should complain about the circumstances in which you live, it's important to understand that the time that you had, you used it to do one thing when you could have used it to do another thing. No one owes you anything. I want I want people to understand this. No one owes you anything. No one owes us anything. Right? We could talk about we could talk about slavery. Everyone wants reparations, which I think is the which I think is important. However, I don't think we should wait on it. Understand? I don't think we should wait on it. I think, yes, people who are advocating for it, go for it. 100%. I agree. But waiting for it with our hands out You'll have a long wait until we until we take responsibility and acquire our own resources. The things that happen to us will continue to happen to us. And I'm not just talking about those that would have experienced slavery. I'm also talking about everyone else that feels as though they've, they've been slighted in society regardless of heritage. If you feel you have been slighted, look at the actions that you would have taken over time. Yes, some of us would have been born into particular circumstances, but I think it's also important that we do our best, that when we when we've become a, um, an adult, to do what is necessary for us to come out of the circumstances that we were born into. Neither of us were born with gold spoons in our mouth. We saw our parents struggle. My mother came home one day and so an eviction notice on on my parents' apartment. And the the rent wasn't that much. But listen, it wasn't the end. My mother did what she need, needed to do. She went, she she educated herself, she got she acquired skills, she acquired certifications. My father, he went, he did what he needed to do, he acquired certifications. And not only were they able to begin paying the rent again, but they were able to buy the two apartment 
house and make it into one home. That's one aspect of have living in a particular circumstance and coming out of it, right? This is what we're doing right now. We were taught that we should go to school, get a good education. Nothing is wrong with that. Get a good paying job. That's nice. But if we if we would be completely honest with ourselves, the good paying jobs in the country that we live is reserved for those that would have been that would have placed in the top five percent of graduating classes. Okay, so there is a a very large population in the middle that would have graduated with first class honors or second, upper second class honors and have to settle for a particular, right? What would you say, Ruby, for you continue, mm -hmm. are the good, well-paying jobs for those outside who may not know? Okay, so in Trinidad, the well-paying jobs are considered to be uh, attorney at law, medical doctor, engineer. Those are the main three. Those are the main three. But the reality is that, again, only about the top 10% top 5% of the entire population of graduating engineers, graduating doctors, graduating lawyers acquire those good paying jobs. So what does the large middle class do? Settle? I think it's important that they understand that they should not settle. You would have acquired skill. We live in a society now where the internet is a place for monetary potential. It's important that you learn about it and use the skills that you would have acquired in university or otherwise to build something for yourself. Because we can depend on or not can't, but we shouldn't depend on a government or a company or whoever else to give us income because we chose to get a degree or we chose to get some sort of certification. And this is what we are doing. Right? We're using the internet to create a platform, a foundation from which to build. 
right? And I think it's important that people realize that, okay, nothing is wrong with being an employee. I'm not saying that. But if you are seeking more, then there are avenues that you could take, right? Because you cannot be in a situation that you don't like, have avenues to get out of it and don't take them and complain about the situation that you don't like. Correct. If you are content and at peace and fulfilled in the situation that you are in, you are not the person that I'm talking to. Right? You are not the person that I'm talking to. I'm talking to that person who is not satisfied with the situation that they're in. They feel as though they are underpaid. They are underappreciated. They are disrespected. And they deserve more. No one is going to give you more. This is not the world we are live. That's not the world that we live in. We live in a world that gives you what you deserve, even though you don't think you deserve it. <laughs> I hope I hope people understand what I just said. That's a very controversial statement, <laughs> but it is a fact. <laughs> Again, whether you believe it or not. No one gives you what you deserve, even though you think you deserve it. I think I deserve $15,000 a month or $20,000 a month. Okay. I think I deserve $150,000 a month. Okay. I could think whatever. I could think whatever. <laughs> but the reality is, Unless I'm adding value to the marketplace. Understand this? Unless you are adding value worth that to the marketplace, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. Please understand. You get what you deserve even though you don't think you deserve that. Right? If you want what you think you deserve, you need to add value equivalent to that. Okay? So those, those employees who are always complaining about the situation in without doing anything to either make a step or work towards improving the situation or even let's say working on things to, to, that fulfill them mm. what would you say to them other than the value. Hmm. I want you to repeat that question. So the question is, 
for the persons who are employed who, for whatever reason, they don't like the situation that they're in. They don't like where they are at. In the place of employment, what can you say to them other than doing things to increase their value? What can you say to them for them to, well, basically to help them get better and to be in a place that they feel fulfilled? Hmm. Because the reason why I said that is seeing it is one thing, but a lot of people don't have the know-how as to hmm. where to start. Where to begin. Yes. I understand. Okay. So... The first thing you need to do, if you don't do it already, you need to read. And you, you're probably asking, what do I need to read? Well, there are a number of books. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about a number of books. I'm going to talk about things that I would have read. The first book that changed my life was a book called The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Some of you may have heard of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. But Think and Grow Rich is actually a summary. The book that created Think and Grow Rich is actually a series of books called The Laws of Success by Napoleon Hill. And it talks about, essentially it talks about the mental shift, one, that is necessary to become successful. Meaning, you have to believe that you are worthy of success. Two, creating or finding yourself in a group of people that can create something called a mastermind. And a mastermind is, is two or three people agreeing on a particular goal and working toward that goal. I shouldn't say two or three. Two and more people. So if you want to find out where to start, start there. That's the first thing. Second thing, work on something that you enjoy, that you can monetize. For example, I enjoy people. I enjoy knowledge. I enjoy studying people and acquiring knowledge and writing stories and telling stories. So, Legacy of the King and anything else in that sphere is my way of using the things that I'm passionate about and I enjoy to 
create something that is monetizable. If it is you enjoy dancing, again, the internet is a perfect place to begin. There's YouTube, there's Patreon. Create a channel teaching people how to dance. If your thing is art, create a channel showcasing your art, showcasing your, your process. If your thing is travel, you love traveling, create a traveling vlog. You can get a lot of sponsorships from governments, um, travel agencies. There are so many opportunities out there. Right? And again, you can't just sit and hope that people will see how valuable you are. You have to see how valuable you are in order for others to see it. Would you agree, bro, that the world, society, and others around us value us the same way that we value ourselves? No. <laughs> and I think I know where this where this is coming from. This is coming from what I would have written on LinkedIn. Was it that, or is it something else? It's something else, but it could be the exact same thing as well. <laughs> and this is this is as it relates to the men. Yes. Right. Well, yeah. So I'll, I'll use I'll use what I would have written in on LinkedIn. Um, well, let so, me say, let's start with the men. I'll come back to the next point shortly. Okay. So, as men, our value is based, and if you if you check my LinkedIn, and also check my Instagram, um, Run Legacy Official. I would have mentioned that society sees our value based on the quantity and quality of things that we can provide. For men, that is one of the hardest pills to swallow. Society values us based on the quantity and quality of things that we can provide. Right? We are loved on condition. Right. We are loved on a condition. Women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. Right. Right. We are loved on condition. It's a harsh reality. Mm -hmm. But unless there's a significant paradigm shift in society, it's not going to change. So what do we do as men? We need to accept the fact that it's not going to change, one. And two, do the things necessary that will 
make us valuable while at the same time and this is important while at the same time being fulfilled that's difficult to do because you're thinking okay i have to provide value i have to provide value but you have to remember your peace of mind as a man we are more likely to get stroke and heart attack hmm. than women i don't know the exact thing the exact stat or the numbers the, the numbers but we are more likely to get heart attack and stroke than women and that is because our peace of mind isn't paramount we are not valuing the way we feel inside because we're not taught to feel right and that's why i think it's important that we focus on that second part yes we add in value but we have to focus on our peace of mind as well we need to feel fulfilled in what we're doing right so even though we are loved on condition we accept that but i need to feel at peace doing what i'm doing Okay. And the second point was um, that back to the employees, he had mentioned if we don't create value for ourselves as employees, no one will value us. Hmm. So my question is, Is that value is that um does the world so for example if we put value on do all the necessary steps to put value and create value on what we do as employees, do you think the world would see that value the same way we see it as employees? Well, I think for, for the employees that, that feel as though they're being slighted, I think, I think it's important for them to... Give themselves, give themselves an option when it comes to employment. In other words, if what you have decided to do on the side, outside of your job, is bringing more value to you or bringing what you think you deserve more of what you think you deserve than your actual job. You have the option to leave. You have the option to now negotiate your time. Because if you think you are bringing value to that, in that establishment and they are not 
compensating you for that value. You have the option to leave. You have now the chance to negotiate because now that person understands that you know how much you're worth. So now they have to negotiate for your time. Right? You need to give you need to put yourself in a in a position of leverage. How am I going to leverage and and it's not leveraging your money, but leveraging your time? You could always make money, you can't make time. You only have a certain amount of time. So put yourself in a position of leverage. If you would like to negotiate the value that you think you're worth. Okay. Okay. And also, do you agree that not everyone is cut out to be or let's say those who are already employed that not all of them for want of a better phrase or to take another take on it that employment is not for them yeah i would say that i would say there are a few people not many but there are a few people that employment is not cut out for so would you say that they are they're actually really meant to be entrepreneurs or something yeah, else some people are meant to be entrepreneurs now i must mention there is a, an element of entrepreneurship in everyone some have it stronger than others right but there's an element in entrepreneurship in everyone but for those who are not cut out to be employees understand that whatever it is that you do decide to do you need to understand how to market yourself right and there are a lot of people that can teach you how to do that if you don't know how to do it if you choose to go learn about it on your own fine but there are people that can teach you how to do it that can advise your company that if you choose to start one or advise you if you choose to be self-employed to how to market yourself how to market your brand and how to position yourself in such a way that you can create an income for yourself. Okay. All right. You, we have any more points for the... Yeah, we have one more. But I think that one... I think we'll leave that one for another time. Okay. As in, not part three. There's no part three. <laughs> All right. Um, what is a man is ending here. Yes. Right. But um, the the next one, the next one, I think we'll put that 
in one of the later episodes. All right, all right. We put that one of the later episodes, right? Um, so I think I think we could stop here. Yeah, I think I think I think we could stop here. Um, another yeah. good episode. Yeah, a, a great episode. I think <laughs> I think I think we gain better at this. Yeah. I think we're getting better at this. As it should be. As it should be, <laughs> right? So, guys, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at Run Legacy Official at Nick Legacy Official. Follow the Legacy of the King podcast as at Legacy of the King underscore Official. Um, look out for more content, uh, and we're looking to get to a thousand subscribers so that we could continue to give you proper content, more quality content, better, better quality. quality content. Right. And stay tuned for all of the things that are coming up. Um, we're going to be doing um, coaching for all those men that think they need to get advice they're seeking excellence. They're seeking to build a legacy. Look out for Patreon. Right? We have a lot of things coming up. So, guys, look out for it. And we'll see you all in the next episode. All right, see everyone. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll see you all again next week. Yes. Take care. Take care.